From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. Welcome to Invest Insights. I'm Abby Malone. I'm joined today by Mark Duronsky, the Deputy Commissioner for Explore Georgia. Mark, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Abby. So obviously, the tourism and hospitality industries have been drastically changed due to the pandemic. And we'll be looking at what happened during the pandemic and how that's shaping us for this new normal we find ourselves in in this post-pandemic climate. But before we talk about the business end of it, I want to start off by asking you, what are some new personal norms that you started during the pandemic that you see yourself continuing with in this post-pandemic world? Any new hobbies or interests, uh, ways of organizing yourself, anything at all? I've tried to reduce my sugar count. Um, you know, I think there was two ways you could have probably uh, dealt with spending more time indoors. And, you know, for me, it, it was uh, an opportunity to, to think about eating healthier. And, and that's the approach that I took. Good, good. Last month, Explore Georgia supported the tourism industry uh, recovery with over $2 million in marketing grants and co-op funding. Outside the access to extra capital, what other resources are the tourism and hospitality-focused businesses in need of to fully recover from the challenges of the pandemic? And how is your organization aiding in fulfilling these needs? Sure. Well, you know, let me start off by saying that like other industries, tourism was impacted in both supply and demand, right? So um, let's talk about demand for a second. Spring of 2020, COVID brought the tourism industry to a standstill practically overnight. In the months that followed, the the impact on our industry was 10 times greater than September 11th, and that's nationally. Here in Georgia, uh, travel spending was down $12 billion, 81,000 hardworking Georgians lost their jobs. So, you know, you see a lot of headlines about people returning to um, the skies and, and you know, traveling across Georgia. And, and it's true, we're in a better position than most states, but, but I, I think it's easy to overlook um, just how impactful this was. But thanks to the leadership of Governor Kemp and our General Assembly, uh, our industry was given the license to operate and serve our customers. As demand returned, we, you know, we is when we started to see some of the supply side issues, the namely cash flow and and workforce challenges. Uh, it's higher higher costs to operate safely, as mm-hmm. as you would imagine. Um, and without full revenue, there was less money to market. So um, Governor Kemp recommended he saw this need. He recommended a million dollars in his amended budget. And as you say, we we took that and we we combined it with our own cost savings um, here uh, within our tourism office because uh, there were some things we were unable to do due to COVID. And we put two million dollars into the marketplace to help uh, our partners across the state with tourism recovery. What strategies have you seen deployed that have been proven successful to spur renewed interest and tourism in this new normal that we find ourselves in? Yeah, you know, since the world started to open back up after that short period of quarantine, we have been seeing for a while now that that safety really is the key to restoring tourism to its fullest. Uh, there is no lack of interest in in travel and tourism. Uh, people want to create memories with family and friends like they always have. They want to meet with people and do do business with people in person. They just didn't didn't feel safe and and frankly, you know, still don't fully um, feel safe 
to do what they used to do or to travel like they used to travel. It sounds easier than than done. Well, just you know, make people feel like they, they can be safe, but it requires everything from R&D to, to marketing, right? You have to identify how you can elevate your health and safety protocols in your business. You have to procure and implement those new standards. You have to operationalize that across your, your workforce. And last but not least, you have to market it. If people don't know um, what you've done, you, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to feel safe or, or feel comfortable coming back to your business. So while we don't operate tourism facilities, obviously, as the state destination marketing office, um, we have followed the same approach. We closely monitored traveler sentiment uh, over the last year, and we designed a marketing campaign titled Ready, Set, Georgia. Uh, we really think it it perfectly speaks to the moment that, that we're in, the moment in history we're in, and it and it also complements the the competitive edge that our state leadership has given us. Uh, it's done really well. It's it's allowed people to understand and to know that that Georgia uh, is open for business from a travel perspective, uh, and that people can travel safely across our great state. With the lessons that have been learned through handling the challenges of the pandemic, how should businesses, both within the hospitality and tourism sectors, be engaged in their own business development? to better connect with clients and customers? Sure, I'll offer two ways. One, ageless and, and one more uh, more modern. At the start, it's customer service. And, and while customer service has been around forever, I'll give you a, a recent story that, that illustrates this point. I spoke with an industry peer yesterday who's in the convention business. Hmm. Uh, now the convention business you know, still has a long way to go to, to, to return to full recovery as we, we talked about it a minute ago, leisure has started to come back, but the professional meetings and hosting and attending of professional meetings and events is still deeply depressed. You know, other segments of the business like international are, are non-existent right now uh, with the borders being closed. Uh, that all plays into our larger travel ecosystem. Uh, but this individual, um, you know, his business is doing better than most on the convention side. And uh, he credits that to just the the engagement that they've had with their customers, his mm-hmm. team has had with their customers. When he says, you know, their competitors were scrambling over the last year and they were a little harder to get a hold of. And, you know, just like on the leisure side, um, there are groups that are meeting and there is a, a, a market that's out there. So just Good old basic customer service um, put this individual and his business um, in an adva- a competitive advantage over over others. Uh, the more modern example I'll use is just the use of marketing technology. Um, while that's not new, the adoption of, of marketing technology by the consumer has certainly accelerated during the pandemic. Uh, when so many of us were forced to spend more time indoors than ever before, we turned to technology to keep us connected to the outside world. And as marketers, you know, we have um, the ability to to really use the digital um, space to to be very targeted, uh, to be very flexible at a time like now. And I I don't see that um, going backwards as we as we move forward. In the age of influencers. What is the key to keeping traditional marketing competitive for the hospitality and tourism focused industries? Well, there's no one size fits all visitor profile. People travel for various reasons. They can consume information in, in various ways. We'll give you a couple examples. We have roughly 10 million users of our website. 
But at the same time, we have 13 million travelers who stop at our visitor information centers located across the state every year. So, you know, I'm not saying that there's not any overlap. Obviously, there are people who use our website and also stop at our visitor information center. But I've always been amazed when I've been at the visitor information centers, how many people still ask for maps, um, printed maps, yep. uh, right? Not everyone's using Google. Uh, not everyone use, is using uh their device to, um, uh, and their GPS on their device. They also make a great souvenir and keep saying. Maps do make a great souvenir. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it just goes to show you that traditional marketing is still an opportunity. You know, for, for most businesses, uh, there is a, a variety of consumers uh, and you under, have to understand, you know, how, how they engage with, with your product or service. Um, how best to reach them um, and and to kind of meet them where where they are. That's certainly what we do from a, a destination marketing standpoint on behalf of of the state. And you know, ironically, just when you think you've got it all figured out, something like COVID comes in and mm. and upends everything and, and yes. forces people to behave a little bit differently than they than they traditionally would. And now that we find ourselves in this new landscape that's been drastically changed through the pandemic. What's next for Explore Georgia and the tourism and hospitality sectors in general? Well, I, you know, I think in the short run, at least, there's some things that that won't soon go away, right? This focus on health and safety, um, you know, hopefully the you know, we've, there's been a lot of success with with the vaccines, and hopefully that we will continue to 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 turn the corner on. Um, what has been a very difficult year and a half for for people around the world, um, mm. understandably and and obviously. But at the same time, I, I can't believe that health and safety won't continue to be um, a focus. You know, I, clearly uh, safety in particular was something that was very important um, to our industry uh, and to many industries, uh, just given the the impact um, that that safety has on on people's lives and livelihoods. But I, I think the way that um, people think about health in particular and health and safety going forward um, will will certainly be shaped by uh, this time that, that that we've just gone through. I think COVID and the pandemic has helped has forced businesses and in in the tourism industry and others to understand how to to be efficient with with both costs and with labor. Um, and I and I think you know those are experiences that people will will learn from um, and will try to adopt in a long term even even when not forced to be as efficient with with uh, their cost structure and um, and then I mean, maybe you know a, a simple example that kind of wraps a few of those themes together is is these QR codes that you know we see everywhere now both at our local, local restaurant and and the restaurants that we're able to uh, experience when we're on a on a road trip um, or on a vacation you know I, I will tell you before covid I didn't realize that you could still use a QR code without having to download an app um, yep. and now you know they're everywhere and um, and I could see them you know when you think about all those things we just talked about from health and safety to, to cost savings and efficiency um, you know I, I think QR codes are here to stay for 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 some time and, and people will use them um, you know to, to sort of reinvent their business in a small way but create a better experience um, and 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 add to a, a more efficient um, more prosperous business model for themselves. Well, wonderful. Thank you again. That's Mark Jaronski, the Deputy Commissioner for Explore Georgia. My name is Abby Maloney. Mark, thank you again. Thank you, Abby. You've been listening to Invest Insights. 
Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Malone. Thank you for tuning in.